Good morning, everybody. Welcome again to Riding the Wave. I'm Mark Healy, the editor-in-chief of The Wave, Rockaway's newspaper, since 1893. And joining me this morning as part of our uh, election 2020 series, we're not just talking to people that are running for office. We're talking to people who are running for re-election. And this morning, I'm joined by State Senator uh, Joe Adabo. Good morning, Joe. Thank you for making the time and for getting up so early to be part of our team. Oh, pleasure, Mark. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And I just want to clarify, you have not been there since 1893, right? The paper's been around since 1893, right? The paper's been around, but, yeah, you know, you around that whole 90th Street, Rockaway Beach. I, I get now that you're being sarcastic. I haven't had <laughs> enough coffee, Joe, this yeah, morning. To get sarcasm yet. So earlier in the morning, I hear you. But I, I finally... The mechanism clicked into place uh, <laughs> because I saw your smile. That's the good thing about Zoom. Um, go. Look, you know, this is your second go around uh, running against Tom Sullivan. Yeah. Uh, you served now six terms, I believe, in, in the Senate. Um, I think that obviously COVID has changed a lot of people's things, perceptions of things. And I think where people might have been either very strongly supporting Governor Cuomo or uh, against Governor Cuomo. Certainly, um, I think people on both sides have certainly changed, adapted to this new reality. Uh, maybe some of the people that supported Governor Cuomo uh, now don't and vice versa. You know, and the reason I'm asking you this, I know you're not Governor Cuomo, but I think that representation in the Senate uh, is, is important um, certainly now more than ever. And I think that there's going to be a resounding, um, you know, I, I always preach it. I want people to come and I want people to come out and vote because it's yep. so important and, and it's really important now. So why should people reelect you, Joe? I mean, why do you think that uh, you deserve to be reelected this time around? Thanks, Mark. You know, again, I hear too from my constituents who are very frustrated, certainly since COVID, um, and they are, and I hear the frustration, I hear the anger, and what I always remind them is uh, Governor Cuomo, Mayor de Blasio, uh, even Donald Trump, they're not going to be in the community at the civic meetings talking to the people. We're here, the local elected. I've been there. Um, I've represented the peninsula for a number of years now, and, you know, again, I've been there, and so I'm their voice, you know, arguing with the governor to 
you know, uh, open up businesses more safely, keep the schools open, arguing with the mayor about his, his, you know, his decisions on the peninsula, a, a large homeless shelter on Beach 101, which we never agree with, you know, uh, dismantling the anti-crime unit within the NYPD, which I don't agree with, closing up Rikers, which I don't agree with. I mean, so it is my job to be the voice of my people, and I hope, you know, people understand that I've been there for them, I will continue to be there for them. And, you know, why am I running for re-election? Because I want to show the people that I still am there for them. But also that well, I love what I do. I'm a full-time state senator, and, I, and right. I love what I do. I love serving the people. Uh, and there's unfinished business. And right now, you know, again, with the COVID, yeah. I want to see it through. I want to see it through that we, we've actually addressed every issue that has been faced with us with the COVID. Uh, using my experience, whether it be with 9-11, uh, Fly 587, uh, Sandy, certainly Sandy, most recently with ISIS and working with PSNG, but using all that experience and the ability to use my contacts on a city, state, and federal level to be the voice of the people and answer their concerns. You know, obviously, uh, you know, you, you won very handily over uh, Tom Sullivan uh, the last time around. And, you know, I asked him this question, and I'm going to ask you this question. Um, you know, uh, our community editor, Ray Van, who you know very well, uh, you know, says that when he used to interview fighters, he would always ask them, you know, well, you know, you, how did you do against this opponent last time? How would you face that opponent this time? So uh, the last time you ran on your experience, uh, you certainly ran on your ability to communicate to both sides of the aisle. And I think that, you know, you were successful uh, in that first, uh, in that, you know, in that first go around with Tom Sullivan. And you both played it very nicely. Uh, you both were, uh, you know, positive about each other as people. You just disagreed with each other's policy. Which picture is it? And, you know, we recently had Tom Sullivan on this program. And, you know, he basically said the same thing. You know, he said, Joe Dabo's a good man, but, you know, I think I can do a better job in the state center. So you faced Tom Sullivan before. You've been in politics for a long time. So how do you, how you, how do you feel that you're going to go about it this time? With you know less than a week left uh, to election day, uh, how we, how are you going to win re-election? Do they have that one? Well, it's a different year, and Tom is a fine individual. I respect him as a veteran. Uh, we don't talk nasty about each other. It's not a negative campaign, which I appreciate because I don't think people are well served by a negative campaign. Let's hold these campaigns of well for me because the other guy's a jerk or the other person's you know. It bothers me much because it's not telling you of a platform. How are you going to do things? You know, what's your vision? How are you going to do things? And again, I bring up my experience of how I'm going to go forward with whether it's COVID, whether it's transportation, whether it's beach issues, whether it's, you know, protecting the businesses on the peninsula, uh, economics, you know, so I'm using that experience going forward. But it's a different time, you know, with COVID. Um, again, I feel the people are frustrated, they're angered, and they need to understand that. They have someone that they can turn to, which I hope they feel it's me, who have been there in the past. Um, and so that's, that's what's different this time. Still using my experience and my ability, but again, I think it's this time people have to under, really understand that they need a voice more than ever, really. Uh, the city's, to me, not going in the right direction. You know, we have our issues with the governor, and you need someone to have their backs. And I've had the people's backs for many years, and I will continue to do so. You know, you know, Joe, I, I think that um, there, there uh, is certainly always, um, you know, I like to play devil's advocate, as you know. And, uh, you know, some, some might say that maybe it's time for a different, you know, a different voice because, 
you know, it seems that uh, the Democrats have been running things in New York State uh, for a long time. And, you know, people are not happy with, um, for instance, uh, state lawmakers with the bail reform bill. And, you know, uh, I think people, you know, when they come to me and they say, well, next time you talk to Joe, why don't you ask him how he could vote, you know, yes on the bail reform bill. And, you know, I want to give you this opportunity to clarify your vote, but I also, I also want people to know that, uh, you know, you know, for what, for what it's worth, uh, you know, I, I, I found that your office and you yourself have always been accessible. You know, we may not agree on every issue. People might not agree on every issue with you, but your, your office has always been one of those that I know that if I reach out to you or Anthony or, or Sandy or, uh, you know, Mary, that I'll get an answer. You know, I might not like the answer, but I'll get an answer. So, when I ask you, Joe, why did you vote yes on the bail reform bill? What would you say to, to me if I was, you know, uh, going to vote for you or not? Yeah, sure, Mark. Uh, first, I, again, I'm blessed with a great staff. Uh, they, they are dedicated, and, they, and I appreciate you acknowledging their work. So I am blessed with a great staff. And having three district offices, it's a juggling act. But the Rockway office in Sandy there does a phenomenal job. So, again, I thank them. I will also say that not every Democrat is created equal. You know, so uh, we need that moderate voice right now, and I am a moderate. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't make my leftist socialist friends very happy when I say that. Whatever, I am a moderate. Uh, and I'm so glad you asked about the bail, because as I talk and discuss the bail issue with uh, residents, they understand. Um, there was never a bail bill. Uh, the initial bail uh, reform was in the 2019 budget, in which they put it in there because they knew it wouldn't pass as a separate bill. They put it in the budget because you have to vote on the budget because there's no way around it. You need a state budget. And so in the $170 billion budget, there was the bail reform. Uh, now, it started out with, again, the far left saying no bail for any crime. So no matter if it was a murder or rape, no matter what, an arson, the most egregious felony, it started out with no bail at all. And we can accept that. So we got it to a point where it's a little bit more moderate to an extent. We did the uh, violent crimes initially in 2019, and then you see it get implemented in 2020, and every front page of the paper in February, March of 2020 was all these stories about how bad the bail reform was, uh, the repeat offenders being released and going out and committing another crime, getting released again, and so we changed it. You know, we spoke to law enforcement, we heard certainly the concerns and frustration of our people, and we changed it in April. Now, since we changed it in April, and the changes were very simple, uh, we now Again, now the repeat offender goes back with bail. So if they go out and they get released you know, without bail, but they commit another crime, they come back with bail. Judges have more discretion to, uh, to have bail. And we added 25 more violent crimes and some even nonviolent crimes for bail consideration. Um, and now the monitoring. So if a person is released on bail, they could be monitored either at their home with an electronic device. So, and then we also put money in there so to make sure that the monitoring is, is taken care of. Uh, ever since we changed the bail reform back in April, there's been no issues with the bail. What there has been issues with are things that the mayor has done. Dismantling the anti-crime unit, which again, I don't agree with. Uh, defunding the police department, which I don't agree with. And the violent crime that we've seen, gun related, again, other serious crimes being on the increase in, in certain areas. That's a more direct effect of what the mayor has done. So if we recap, everything within the state control, we changed. We changed that. And there's been no issue since that, right, since the change. 
The changes we cannot, because it's out of our jurisdiction, are the city issues that we don't agree with. And so that's really the story about bail. When I Googled it, and I just said New York City bail issues, all the articles, I should say all, most of the articles were from January and February, prior to the change. Hard pressed to find a recent bail issue since the change. So I just want people to know the facts and the time frame. We've seen an increase in crime only since the mayor <laughs> made the changes with the NYPD. So, you know, certainly having worked with you uh, over the last six and a half years uh, myself since I've been here, uh, you know, I, I know that you uh, have certainly uh, valued your relationship with, you know, the 100th precinct and the 101st precinct. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, when it comes to the mayor specifically, uh, you have not been afraid to, you know, stand against him. I, I know for, for a fact, you know, you and I have had conversations off the record where you've expressed that, you know, um, that sentiment that, you know, uh, even though you are a state lawmaker, that, you know, uh, when your constituents complain to you about what's going on with Mayor de Blasio, that you, you do uh, call his office and you do speak to his staff and you do try to speak to him. I, I, I know that for a fact. Um, but I, I will say this, that, uh, again, as a state lawmaker, you know, your ability to kind of change things on the city level is, is, is hard, you know, it, it, it's hard and you need, uh, certainly need to, uh, you know, you have, you need to find ways to kind of fight for your constituents on the state level because, because of the difficulty at the city level. And I'm not saying you haven't accomplished anything on the city level. What I'm saying is, is that right now, whether it's restaurants, whether it's uh, the cleaners, like the one down here on Bell Harbor uh, on, on Beach 129th Street, whether it's the businesses on Beach 116th Street, uh, you know, down in downtown Far Rockaway, which I know is not your district, but I know that you work with uh, Senator Sanders on a lot of issues. Yeah. You know, how can you, at the state level, convinced the governor that continuing these very restrictive policies as we get colder weather, as we get closer to the holidays, you know, businesses are called Connolly's, you know, we found out this morning is now for sale. You know, these are, these are businesses that are part of Rockaway's traditions and history and they're closing and they're, and they're, and they're failing because we continue, look, we get it, wear a mask. But as long as there's no, you know, as long as there are 25% cap on indoor dining, uh, you know, it seems that Governor Cuomo cares more about, you know, his, his percentages and his record and his book than he does about, and people are frustrated. So they're going to take it out on you, Joe, because you're a state lawmaker. How can uh, you combat that? Yeah, so a couple of things. First, on the city level, uh, right, out of my oh. jurisdiction because I am a state representative, but when the mayor comes up to Albany and says, hey, I need mayor control, uh, from our schools, or hey, I need the authority to borrow five billion dollars for the state, the city's an, an issue, a fiscal issue here, and he needs our authority or our you know approval. There are ways that I can insert pressure onto the mayor, other than just giving him a call personally, which I've done, because I do not approve of, like I said, the homeless shelter. It's too large. Our homeless shelter on Beach 101 Street, uh, transportation, the, uh, the again, a lot of things that the mayor has done locally. And beach access and obviously closing the beaches, you know, and we had an issue with that earlier in the year. So there are there's a certain amount of pressure I could use my experience to exert it on the mayor. Um, on the state level, 
there are certain issues with the governor that I've taken up. I, I got a very nasty call from the governor's people uh, a little right after COVID because I said that the state liquor authority and their army was a little too oppressive to our businesses who are trying to make it. You know, uh, I have been endorsed by the business council of New York state. Why did the business council endorse me? They saw my record with the small businesses. And they understand that I've been fighting for our small businesses because our small businesses hire and employ local residents. We need our small businesses, whether it's on Beach 129, uh, Beach 116, Rockway Beach Boulevard, Beach Channel Drive, all the way down to Mont Avenue. We need our small businesses. Uh, and they need to thrive not just during the summer, but year round. Um, I'm advocating that the businesses, restaurants at least, open up to 75 or 100% because Nassau County has done it. And they've done it fine and they've done it safely. Why not Queens? Our virus is discriminatory. Our virus doesn't stop at the Queens-Nassau border, you know? So we can deal with this, and we can have our restaurants thrive just like they're doing in Nassau County. I've had these battles with the governor's people. If, and again, I don't like to play the politics, but if the Senate Democrats gain seats this year, and we become what they call a supermajority, uh, with those gaining seats by the Democrats, we can then override a governor's veto. That's a great power that the Assembly already has. So, again, if I was the governor, I'd be a little concerned if the Senate uh, Democrats got the supermajority this year or coming 2021, along with the supermajority in the Assembly, we can override a governor's veto, which makes the legislature more powerful. Um, but I have no problem going into the governor's office and expressing my concerns and my anger when it comes to businesses that are not, in my opinion, being treated fairly. And I have done so. You know, and it's, 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 it's really important, I think, uh, for – look – I'm not going to lie, you know, if the businesses are doing well, it helps the wave, you know, I mean, that, that's just common sense and logic, you know, uh, you know, but we, we're a business too, you know, so our business is, is affected by, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't like to talk about that side of it, but, you know, we have a big staff, we have people that we, we take care of. So, you know, we're just as much a business as anybody else. So, you know, it, it's important for us to, you know, advocate not only for, you know, ourselves, but certainly advocate for the businesses that we have great relationships no with. So when they sure. tell us they're struggling, you know, we, we tell you and we, we try to tell the mayor, uh, you know, and, you know, it's, it's important that people know, Joe, that you're putting people before party. I mean, I think it's really important, uh, a message, especially now uh, that, you know, you put out there and, and, and mean it. And I mean, I, I think that you, uh, you know, certainly have shown that in the past, but, you know, when, when people tell you, do you put party, you know, do you put people yeah. before party? It's simple, Mark. I work for the people. I, I work for them. I don't work for any governor. I don't work for any mayor. I work for my people. I have to answer to my people, you know? So when I sit down at Sorrentino's, I was at Sorrentino's last week, uh, having dinner with my family and talking to John, the owner great individual. Actually, your paper did a great article on him and his family. Yeah. Uh, really a fine individual. But when he talks about how he needs to help the other businesses on Beach 129 and how he's struggling, and he's talking for the hundreds of businesses in my district who yeah. are suffering as well. I talk to the business owners. I go there. I hear their anger. I hear what their years of dedicated service and a family business. And it's just, again, wasting away right before their eyes. I hear their, their, their emotion, and I feed on that. Again, when businesses reach out to me, that's when I have to say, okay, we need to do something here. And that's when you have to get in the face of the governor and the mayor, like I have. But talk to the business owners, like I have. Hear their anger. Hear their story. 
And again, it resonates throughout my district. You know, whether it be in Rockway or all the way up to Kew Garden Hills, it resonates. And these business owners need help. So working with the Queen's Chamber of Commerce like I have, trying to find an avenue or a roadmap to get the businesses to any kind of program that's out there, city, state, or federal, that may assist. And that's why we need the federal stimulus money as well to try and help. But the bottom line is, how do we get our businesses through this tough period? Because we will get beyond this. We will get beyond the COVID. We will survive. Hopefully our businesses do too, but only by working together. Well, Joe, look, I, I know you got a busy day ahead of you. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I uh, hope your family's well and staying thank safe, you, and uh, good luck on Election Day. Yeah, Mark, thank you for the opportunity to talk to the people once again, and all your work at The Wave. Really appreciate what The Wave has been such an iconic uh, part of our peninsula, so thank you. Thanks, Joe. Flattery will get you nowhere today, <laughs> at least before Election Day. Take care, uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Stay safe.